0: Hey Kat, you ready to chat? Laura, are you talking about a church boy chat? Mm, amen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Church Boy Chat with Laura and Kat. How are you, Kat? I'm great. I'm good. Mm -hmm. We have a wonderful guest here today. This is our friend, Nate.
1: Hello. Hi, Nate. Very nice to see you.
0: (laughs) You too. (laughs) Nate's
2: already the most helpful interviewee. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're pulling back the curtain dear listeners and we've gotten a new setup but we're a mic stand short yeah. and so Nate's mic is precariously maneuvered by him to stand <laughs> up and at one point I was like moving some of the cords around it and Nate was literally like holding the mic without me asking because it had already fallen a couple times oh hopefully
1: else? there's no earthquakes yeah. oh, no. We'll, we'll see we are in California <laughs>
2: He's a helpful guy, listeners. Yeah. And listen, matchmaking is not the purpose of this, but I will say that Nate has a six oh, pack. No. And I didn't I didn't come
1: on here for this. <laughs> I'm
0: so sorry. No, I'm not really. This is secretly our intention is to have guests on and then like matchmake them with people. So Nate's like getting up as we speak. He's gone! Foot foot noises and then a the door slam. We're like, well, it's just us again. No. <laughs>
2: Nate on yeah. because I feel like a lot of the people we've interviewed are coming from the same perspective. And we talked with Nate and I don't know fully how he feels about church dating but I feel like he's going to bring a different perspective to mm-hmm. that like culture of church dating. So
0: yeah, we're ready to uh, be challenged. I know. I think it's going to be a good different discussion than the usual so I'm excited for it.
1: I hope I shall not disappoint.
0: Don't disappoint me. I better not. <laughs> cool. But,
2: you can just do you want to just lead in oh. with like your experience, we usually ask, with church dating, and if it's been positive or negative, and then where you think it can grow?
1: Sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> where to start? Um, I was brought up in a very conservative home. Uh, my parents were awesome. And then I went to Bible school for two years, um, also fairly conservative. Um, so I was just brought up in church dating to mm-hmm. the fullest extent. Uh, I was in high school right when that uh, whole I Kissed Dating Goodbye came about. (laughs) So um, that was a big thing. Um, And then I got very sick uh, which maybe we can dig into a little bit more later. But I got very sick and just kind of fell away from God a little bit um, and went to the full opposite end of the spectrum. Um, And that didn't work either. So I was like okay now? What do I do? This is all very <laughs> confusing. Um, so that's a little bit of just where I'm coming from. Um, so I've, I feel like I've really seen both sides mm-hmm. of the coin. Uh, I'm fortunate to have a lot of uh, conservative Christian friends, more liberal Christian friends, mm-hmm. all all in between. And then I'm fortunate to have friends that are not Christian at all or mm-hmm. atheists, like good friends too. Yeah. Um, so I've been able to see a large perspective, I feel like. Um, and that's awesome. Yeah. I like it.
0: I think so. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, growing up in a conservative home and going to Bible school and all of that, how did was there an extra pressure you feel like was put on you in church dating, like when you're dating, you're dating to marry and that type of a thing, or?
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, the first girl I fell just head over heels for <laughs> was when I was fifteen and we dated, Mm -hmm. I'm doing doing air quotes, (laughs) for three years because her parents refused to let us date. Uh, They saw us holding hands once, didn't let us talk to each other. We went to the same church. We were in choir together. If she walked out of the door after choir when her mom picked her up, and I was, like, within 10 feet of her, her mom would grill her in the car. So I just got, like, very extreme... um, People in the church would see us together and report it to her mom. Oh. So it just like, just like extreme conservative wow. um, angle. So that was not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs>
0: that makes me so unhappy. Yeah. And it
1: also led to me just sneaking around with her.
0: I was going to say, yeah.
1: Because we were madly in love. Mm-hmm. And, and Juliet, uh, you know? obviously we didn't get married. I'm not married. Um, but that didn't help the situation because yeah. when you're alone with someone, and you're that young, hormones are flying around, yeah. you don't know what to do with it, it's mm-hmm. crazy. So that led to me losing my virginity at a very young age, and then I felt horrible about mm-hmm. that for the next five, six, seven years. Oh, just yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of something I wanted to unpack a little bit. It's just like, so, questions. Yeah. Have you, have you, you can just say yes or no. Have you ever... Eaten just way too much food that you knew was terrible for you. A hundred percent. We all have, right? Of course, of course. And what about maybe, maybe not this one, but have you ever drunk so much alcohol that maybe it was a little bit too much and you were definitely over the yes the limit? I'll be honest. There. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I feel
2: like we're the same way. We're like we don't drink to get drunk, but you definitely do sometimes, like on accident. And so mm-hmm. yes, in answer to your question, yes. Not sure. my intent, but yes.
1: Mm-hmm. I have too. Yeah. And then I think we all have at times said things about people behind their backs that weren't very nice, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then it comes to the question of, have you ever slept with somebody before? And everyone shuts up and gets super awkward and it's weird. Why? Like, why is that Mm -hmm. so weird? So, Mm -hmm. gluttony and gossip and all that stuff, those things I just mentioned are listed right next to yeah. sleeping outside of marriage, mm-hmm. uh, having sex outside of marriage. And I think this has created, I'm going somewhere with this, I promise, no, I'm not I, just I talking it. about sex. Um, and I think that has created just this dynamic in the church where we're super good about being friends. Mm-hmm. We have done a wonderful job about girls and guys just being friends. Mm-hmm fantastic i love it because outside of the church you don't get that as nearly as much everyone's just trying to get in into other's pants mm-hmm. and it's just like you you can't create friendships right um but in the church we've done a wonderful thing wonderful thing with that but we stigmatize, stigmatize sex so much that i think especially females are like afraid to be sexy almost and it's created this whole weird dynamic Where everyone's just like friends, but doesn't know where the line is. And it's just like, what is going on? So that's where I see a lot of the problems stemming from in the church, oddly enough. I'm not saying that we should all just start sleeping around. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm just saying the way we approach sex is just like so... We're picking and choosing what we think is bad.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I've unfortunately always been... The person doing the things that I, the other people think are bad so I've always been the one that people are like oh Nate are, are, are you okay with God is, is your salvation should we, we should pray for you we should pray for you. Oh. I'm praying for you I've gotten that so uh, many times in my life I'm praying yeah. for you and I'm uh, just like I'm doing great I'm doing <laughs> uh, thank you but I'm doing great I, okay
2: and that's so annoying yeah. where it's almost like weaponizing prayer where it's like yeah. instead of being like hey like I want to have a conversation with you I want to like talk through things being like I don't want to engage in this so I'm just gonna say I'm praying for you like that's so different and I don't like that
0: yeah I really question a lot of the times how many people say I'm praying for you I'm like are you really (laughs) I don't think you actually are but I shouldn't doubt that that's rude but I want to go back to what you said earlier um, about females not being able to feel sexy because I feel like that's something that I definitely felt I've I've had an issue with my entire life Mm -hmm. and I've always been so scared of it because I had, as a child, I had a bad experience with a male Mm -hmm. and after that, I was like so... And then growing up in the church and everything, I was so afraid to be seen or looked at in that way and then that caused me to have problems with ever wanting to form... Not wanting to form, I wanted to have romantic relationships, but I was so scared. Mm -hmm. I was so scared of like the like the hand holding and like all of that. Everything just like freaked me out. And I was like, I don't know, like, what if they look at me the wrong way? Or like if, what if I do something wrong or lead them on? Or you know, because as a female you're you it's put on you that you are you're showing too much. Mm-hmm. You're dressing the wrong way. You're tempting. Maddest is
2: hottest.
0: And it's like it's said it's so frustrating because the the no, if I'm not no if I'm not i I'm not aiming this towards you. But like men don't take any responsibility for just like, you know keep keeping their eyes to themselves or not lusting after that woman who's just wearing a skirt and you know, and so I feel like Nate is on the same page with yes, you. Yes, I, I know. Could,
1: I could go <laughs> off. I could go off on this. I've had this conversation with many of my guy friends mm-hmm. because it comes up a lot and I've heard of guys in the church writing letters to girls in the church, like, oh, you're causing us to stumble. Oh, dear me. No. And and I have talked to some of my guy friends uh, because they've said things even to their girlfriends or not their girlfriends, just their friends. And I'm like, dude, that's not your place. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Like, pull yourself together. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, what happens if you go into the normal world like you ever go to a beach or the normal supermarket or anywhere Mm -hmm. where you're just not surrounded by a bunch of modest Christian females and you, like... Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> this is your responsibility. So I I think that's something. Another thing that's and that's guys' fault. Honestly, like you should be able to, like, pull yourself together. Yeah. If she's a little bit provocatively dressed, okay, deal with it. Yeah. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like. Exactly. And I, I like you said, it's created more of this shame
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the females, mm-hmm. and then it's even closeted it down more. And then I think we're finding a lot of times that. At least i found, maybe this hasn't been your experience, but it's hard to get out of that like friends area because mm-hmm. there's none of that, that sexual chemistry is important. Yes. And if it's not there, you're not attracted to somebody mm-hmm. like, and I've heard yeah. this from very, the teacher of my Bible school was like, mm-hmm. attraction is the first key. And he's like yeah. this old sage
0: <laughs> man who's just <laughs> like halo Yoda. above his
1: head, you know, so just cute. floating above the ground. <laughs> no,
0: but It's true. I mean, they Song of Solomon for a reason. Right. Like, I mean, and that's something that Bow, we've, tickle, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> we've kind of talked about—the click or the X factor—and right. I feel like that's what we're. I mean, that's part of it. It's right. having that attraction, both both people having that attraction, and I don't, like. It,
2: and going back to the, I'm glad you brought up like the chemistry as well. And going back to how the church handles sex, I agree a hundred percent that it make such, I just like stuttered, make such a big deal out of it. And also I think there is sometimes a shame culture around it. Mm-hmm. And I really like your perspective on it. And I think my perspective on it, because I really like how you line that up as far as the gluttony, the um, overindulging with drink, and then sex. Which, by the way, I've never had an interviewee question us. And I was like, this is so I fun. I like, where is this going? I know. <laughs> Nate is a life coach and a personal trainer, and he's amazing. And we I can't
1: help. <laughs> <Just ask> questions. <laughs>
2: I love it. He literally, we were having a really great chat the other night and everyone was asking different questions and his question for everyone was, what do you feel your purpose is? And it was so neat mm-hmm. what came out of that and I felt like we all got to put that into words for a group was a really powerful thing. So Nate basically mm-hmm. just like pushes you to be the better version of yeah. yourself and we're experiencing <laughs> that in real time on this podcast. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just my perspective on it is We kind of talked about, like, physical boundaries in one of our episodes, and we were like, listen, this is how Laura and I feel about it, and so it's not representative of everyone, um, and we're not in any way trying to shame anyone that feels differently, but we're like, we think, you know, sex is for marriage, da 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 so from my perspective, I'm like, sin is sin in God's eyes, so, like, if I see that, it's wrong from my Mm -hmm. perspective. I also see overeating is wrong and overindulging is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so having that grace for myself when I slip up in those areas, just as like if I like slip up in a physical boundary area, mm-hmm. having grace for myself. But the, I do think that can, and not necessarily the church, because I think our church, I think, is pretty good yeah. about how it talks uh, to different yeah. aspects. Um, but I know other churches, I, people have had bad experiences with it, or just um, that kind of Christian culture mm-hmm. where it's maybe not even rooted in like biblical teaching, mm-hmm. um, can get so weird about talking about sex mm-hmm. and cause it's such a real part of life. Like mm-hmm. you're saying yeah. where it's like, it's not like before you're married, you have no desires and then you're like, okay, good.
1: Oh, a switch. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> it's definitely not a switch. No.
2: <laughs> and sometimes I think there's that idea
0: of it with like Christians where they're like, Oh, we don't talk about sex until you're married. And then it's like, good job. It's a child. Yeah. Well, I had had a friend actually ask me, I love her to death, and she was like, do you really think that all those couples in church are, like, not doing it? And I was just like, well, I don't know. (laughs) Because, like, I've had so many friends that have been like, I don't, like, I don't want to have sex until I get married, and then when they're with that person, and then when they get engaged... Then that becomes the time that they're struggling with like mm-hmm. sexual boundaries, and then they're like, Well, we just did this and this and this. And I was like, Oh, I mean, I'm not gonna judge you. I can't, I'm not here to judge you. Um, but it was, at first, it would really surprise me. I'd be like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then after a while, I was like, Ah, I get it. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't condone it, and it's just like overeating or whatever, but like, it is a sin. But still, I'm not. I'm not the one in their mar- their relationship and their marriage. That's between them and God, and and that's. Right. I can't. You know, I'm not gonna sit them both down and be like, "You guys, <laughs> I heard." It's <laughs> like,
1: interesting because I think that happens a lot, yeah. solely in that area.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've never heard of. Sp- I'm sure it's happened, but mm-hmm. I've never heard of someone being pulled aside, like, mm, we saw you <laughs> eating a little bit too much for the potluck. Like, th- no.
0: But <laughs> how, how
1: often, like, if you're, if people find out that you're sleeping with someone that yeah. you're not married to, you are immediately um, pulled yes. aside by elders. All your friends are suddenly praying for you. There's mm-hmm. something very wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like, blah, 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 blah. So we... Again, we're just picking and choosing. Yeah. And the interesting thing is... I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Yeah. But the interesting thing is... is uh, Drinking is not good for your body.
0: Mm-hmm. It's literally... for eating
1: <laughs> is horrible for you. Mm-hmm. It's bad for you. Uh, sex is amazing for you. Mm. Like, the science behind yeah. sex is just... It's really, really good for your body. God did a great job. Mm-hmm. He was pretty <laughs> He did a good thing. He, he, did a good, he did good stuff. Good stuff with this one. So, and, and then people will always say, well... Well, don't have sex because before marriage because there's this emotional connection and it's mm. really gonna be painful if you break up with them mm-hmm. and blah 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 all this stuff, which is very true. Right. But if you drink a lot and you eat like crap, that is gonna ruin your emotional state yeah. equally, probably longer. Mm-hmm. So if you eat like crap, you're you're gonna take years off your life. If you mm-hmm. have if you sleep with somebody and break up with them, it's gonna suck for like you know maybe a year, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna be back to normal, right? right? And I'm not defending sex here. I'm not saying mm-hmm. go out, I'm not saying go out and have sex. You know, just just giving that on I on, like, on, on tape. I'm just saying it's so interesting how we how we pick and choose.
0: Right. Mm. We
1: just like cuz yeah. it's so totally normal to say oh, well, he's definitely sliding away from God because he's mm-hmm. sleeping with somebody. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. We should talk to him." Right. But no one ever says that with so many other things. It, like, oh, yeah. you're, you were just saying, talking behind her back. Oh, like, yeah. that's, we should sit down and talk about this. Uh-huh. No one does that. No, they don't. Gossip like,
0: runs rampant. Right. <laughs> and I
2: think it's so important. I'm so glad you're bringing this up and what's coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, talking about some of the issues in church of, you know, they're shaming, like, sex things or taking out of context of, like, perspective, like you're saying, of the weight of different things. Um, because I think you've had in the past, not the best experience with church. And I think this is such a good conversation to have for mm-hmm. people to kind of do heart checks on yeah. like, how am I treating people in church? Mm-hmm. Cause I think Christianity is a faith based in love and you need, you know, the, the law to have the gospel and they work together. But I think so often it's easy to get off track of trying to show love to other mm-hmm. people love because of the faith we have and the hope we have and the love we have. And so I think this is such a good check for people this episode talking through how Mm -hmm. the missteps a church can make as it surrounds dating Mm -hmm. in particular. Yeah.
1: Because there's really not anything in the Bible about dating as much as we would like to. I know.
2: I wish there were some more guidelines. Yeah. It'd be
1: nice. (laughs) Like David was a man after God's own heart Mm -hmm. and he killed someone Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. sleep with their wife. Uh, Solomon had like a (laughs) hundred million wives and And he he was was a pretty great guy. So it's just like. The guidelines <laughs> yeah. we have there are somewhat nebulous. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are definitely delineations, obviously. Right. But it's just such a gray area mm-hmm. that people try and make so black and white. Because it's easy to make black and white. This is another thing I found. Mm-hmm. is It's very easy to be like, are you having sex or are you not having sex? Yeah. It's not complicated. Like, either you are or you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With drinking, it's like, who decides when you're drunk?
0: hmm
1: who decides when you're eating too much who decides what's gluttony and what isn't yeah. who decides what's gossip and what's constructive mm-hmm. weird behind their back something <laughs> yeah. i don't know you know what i mean so when we as humans we like we are attracted to things that are easy to delineate because then we can say this is right this is wrong period end of story we like that it's not complex it's easy but that's not how life works mm. in most areas um I think there's
2: such an aspect of that as far as, for me, when it comes to, like, physicality and dating and just, like, physical boundaries and all of that, um, praying through where I can feel convicted, because I do think there's a lot of gray area in, like, that line between not having sex and having sex, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And um, I know a lot of people who fall in different places in that line. And for me, I was actually just talking through this with someone about Really praying through and trying to honor where I feel convicted in that because I feel like mm. it is hard where there's not a place in the Bible that's like you can kiss but for like oh, five right. minutes and then you know what <laughs> and I <you're> mean.
0: Done.
2: <laughs> and but when I was thinking about it and kind of because this is a very timely talk, I was reading in Ephesians where it talks about um like the body is a temple da 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 mm. and I think a lot of that is a really good point about what you put in your body mm. and how you treat your body in those ways. Um, But what I always thought was really interesting about that verse, and I still want to explore it more and study it more, but it was saying like when you're sinning like with like sexual immorality and again like that's to decide where all that, what all that looks like and figure out your like exegesis of that. But um, that is against your own body. And I always thought that was such an interesting verse to dissect and I'm still not fully like formulating a thought on that, but that was just such an interesting idea to me because I hadn't seen it in that way before so Hmm.
1: it's
2: my timely Ephesians reading
1: (laughs) we We like it but I I mean I would also say that that eating consistently eating poor food or choosing to consistently drink or not taking care of your health is also you're destroying the temple that God gave you Mm -hmm. so again the weight is just like the weight should be equal and it's not Mm -hmm. And I think it's creating a lot of confusion, which kind of brings me to my next segue, which is where I was going with this the whole time. And that is that love does not need to be defended. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at least for me, I've seen this a lot um, in my own life and around me. It's just like this whole idea of guard your heart. And I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet. We
2: definitely shouted you out about the guarded AF on the t-shirt. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> on the last episode. Uh,
1: but um, I do need to make that t-shirt.
0: It's
1: a great idea. But that's just created, compounded on this whole thing where girls can't be sexy and all this stuff. And then you have to guard your heart on top of that, which who knows what that means? Like, no one defines that, right? Yep. So I just in what... I've been reading through coaching and all these things that are a little bit, not outside of the Bible, but a different perspective. Love, love is not from you. So it's infinite. So it's not like there's this concept that if you sleep with somebody or you date them and you break up with them, then you won't be this complete person for mm-hmm. the, the the person you marry. And that's just total garbage. It's not true whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's no... There's no truth to that statement at all because love is not finite. You don't just, you can't, like all of my friends have a part of me, not just the people I dated, like everyone has a part of me. I, and that doesn't make me less, that doesn't make my soul smaller or that I have less to give. It gives, it makes me have more to give. Like I've, I've dated quite a few different people. Um, I've Plus slept again, with he
2: has a six quite
1: a few people, <laughs> which I'm not, I'm not bragging about definitely, but I'm also not, I don't regret it. It's made me who I am today and it's made me able to love more fully. I mm-hmm. think, um, just the path like that I've been on. So I don't really know where I was going with that, but maybe, maybe you could continue. Yeah,
0: No, that's very interesting because, um, just the idea of guarding your heart. And also, I feel like that's very geared towards women, too.
1: It is. Okay,
0: thank yeah. you. I was going to say, I'm like, please let me know if I'm wrong. I just is um, <laughs> Nate is great
2: to talk about this because he has such a good view on where the church stumbles towards women and yeah. their role in this, like you're speaking to. Yeah. It's I just like, wanted to shout out that. Yeah, it's
0: kind of, I feel like the guys are kind of just like free to do it, like free to do anything. And then the girls are like, just guard your heart, like be
1: modest and just. Just, no. just hide right. yourself. Yeah. Protect yourself. Hide your sexuality. Anything that would make yeah. you attractive to the opposite sex, please yeah. bury it. Don't and if it. you are still single, the, uh, yep. I you should probably pray more. <laughs> you
0: <should laughs> pray. Then you're just going to be single the best of your life. You should definitely
1: yeah. uh, examine yourself. Pray more.
0: <laughs> Laura, um, we can take our parkas off now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but... I just, I think that's really interesting because I also females, I feel like ask a lot, like, like, how's your heart? And I think it's a sweet question, but also it's like, it's fine. Like it's (laughs) there. It's been through stuff, but it's better. Like, I think as a person who's gone through some really crappy times in life, I think that I can love very well. Mm. And I feel like from, those wounds that I have learned how to love better, love myself better, love people better, Mm. and have more patience, Mm. and forgive in a way that I never thought I could. And I, I mean, I would say, I can't, I can't speak to the, like, dating other people and that Mm. being an effect, because I haven't. And so, and I do agree with the fact that, like, you, like, your friends have a piece of you. Mm-hmm. And, because I can't, I mean, I have so many people that I've made such close relationships with, but they're all over the U.S. And I don't get to see them all the time, but I do miss them. But, like, I get to love those people from afar. And I know that they love me. And if I ever went anywhere in the U.S., I'd have a place to stay or something. So, I feel like people, they don't take away from me. I think they add to you.
1: Right.
0: Like, those friends, they they add to me.
2: I like that. And I feel like going off of what you're saying, Nate, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when you were leading into it, it sounded like people have said things before where, like, if someone has sex when they're dating someone, then they're, like, that disqualifies them from dating someone that has a different belief You somehow
1: become broken beyond repair. Okay,
2: yeah. And I was like, that I think is so wrong to me, at least my perspective on it, is I feel like whenever I date... All I care about is if we're in the same place with that when we're dating. Like, I don't care what they've done in the past. Like, to me, on everything, like, whether it be physical boundaries Mm -hmm. or just different beliefs, I just want to be able to share some core beliefs with them Mm -hmm. um, because I know what's important to me and to be able to share that in a relationship is so important. But I don't care what they've done. Mm -hmm. So I think to me it's just important that we're on the same page when we're dating. Mm -hmm. And I think that that kind of takes away... um, I'll say forgiveness with recognizing that people see differently, like, sex and dating. So, Mm -hmm. like, if someone's like, I see that as wrong, and you're in a place where we see things the same way now, I can't date you because of what you did. That completely Mm -hmm. takes out forgiveness. But, again, that's taking what you were saying and pushing it to that... Situation, Mm -hmm. But I don't like that idea of someone's broken beyond repair Mm -hmm. because I think that takes Mm -hmm. away completely forgiveness for anything.
0: I think also there's context in the relationship that they had before. Like if that sexual relationship was unhealthy and like there was, I mean, it could be something where there was love there and it was something that really molded them. And that's, that's for them to say, but if it was something that was an unhealthy relationship, Mm -hmm. um, then that, that could have, you know, that could have been a, a point where they had dealt with some emotional damage in some way, but that is a place to go, grow from and not to stay in, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there is context in the relationship that that person had before, um, if it, like, if it was sexual or non-sexual, because, a, like abuse, if we're talking about abuse can happen verbally, it can happen physically, it can, you know, sure. it's... I think that when you start having an intimate relationship with a person whether it's just emotional intimacy or physical intimacy there is um that opens that just makes you very vulnerable Mm -hmm. and so depending on that person who you're in a relationship with however they deal with like you or treat you can affect you in any way so I agree with that and just to
2: clarify I was not trying to speak to you when I said the forgiveness thing that idea of Someone saying someone's broken beyond repair just makes me so mad. Like I'm oh, like yeah. that t- negates forgiveness as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Right. It's a it's it's more of a, a subtext than I've noticed than yeah. than an actual overt thing. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much. We were sitting around like the, the campfire at the old harem. Uh, <laughs> uh, our house is called the harem. There's there's five boys and <laughs> it was named by Kat, I believe. <laughs> um, just putting her on the spot here. They
0: live on Hagar Street. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Very. <laughs> This is why we're talking about sex today, guys. This is why. <laughs> this is why. Now you know. You all understand. Um, but we were just sitting around the fire talking about. I think it was past relationships or something, and someone said something. It was one of the guys. Um, I I don't even really remember who. But it was just like something so guilt and shame driven around this whole thing we're talking about. Um, just that there's just so so many ideas of well if I'm if I'm like if I am in love with someone and then we break up then maybe like I have an issue maybe I can't only focus on one girl like mm. what's wrong with me like I'm, I'm sexually attracted to a bunch of different people that's weird no it's not like it's not weird and I think this needs to be discussed a little bit more mm-hmm. like I've, I've had friends get married and they're like yeah, it doesn't just go away. Like, you yeah. still are attracted to other people. Mm-hmm. You just are like, oh, well, I'm married. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. and I, I think all that stuff needs to be talked about a little bit more. Because the truth is, if you look at the stats, <laughs> <laughs> divorce is just as high
0: mm-hmm.
1: for Christians as it is yeah. for people that aren't. So, we're doing something wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and to claim that we have the answers and they don't that we're doing everything right and they're not is I'm putting this in two different camps. Obviously it's mm-hmm. broader than that, but that's just extremely arrogant. Yeah. Um, I've had, I'm 31, 31. Shoot. Uh, I'm 31 and I've seen eight of my friends get married and divorced, mm-hmm. eight different couples. Um, over half of them went to Bible school with me. So, and they did everything right. Mm-hmm. They had the mentors, they, respected physical boundaries they they went on dates with people they only were seen in public they like all the things all the boxes that you're supposed to do they checked and now they're divorced Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a good divorce it was messy divorces i mean is there ever a good divorce but so it's just like before we step in and say oh yes this is the way to do it uh i think we need to just take a look at the results we're getting because what like what are we trying to accomplish here right I would say, a long-term marriage mm-hmm. that's awesome, yeah. and we're not doing it. No.
2: And I think this is so important for that aspect to mm-hmm. have these kinds of conversations and right. have these kinds of conversations with the person you're dating. Because I think, again, going mm-hmm. back to that almost Christian culture that isn't necessarily biblically based, that's like, oh, we don't talk about hard things, mm-hmm. we don't talk about sex, we don't talk about any of this. And I think those are the important conversations to have to make sure you guys are aligned, to make sure... And that's obviously not going to solve it. Marriage is hard. Oh, yeah. And I think that's Mm -hmm. such a good point. But having those hard conversations with people before and throughout and in the church and getting everyone to a place where they feel like they can grow in an area that maybe they feel stunted. Like you were saying that example of someone that was like, I feel wrong about this. This is wrong. Where it's like, well, you should talk through this. Mm -hmm. You should figure out where these feelings are coming from and Mm da-da-da and all those things. So I think it's good to have these good conversations. Nature's coming in with
1: great questions. I love
0: conversations like this. This is so good.
1: I think uh, Jonas actually said on your podcast, uh, he was talking a little bit about guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And he just briefly mentioned it. But I've studied that pretty extensively because it's a big thing. And it destroys the human body. Like physically ruins your body on like your immune system, you're just absolutely wrecks havoc. Like they've mm-hmm. done studies on this; it's just, it's crazy. Um, and those two emotions are just rampant in these areas yeah. a lot of times. It's so true. And I'm not saying I'm I'm kind of ragging on the church right now, but I'm not saying the other side has it right either, because yeah. they're having just as high as a mm-hmm. failure rate. They're just as messed up. Yeah. Like. But we should be holding ourselves to a higher standard, obviously. Like, Mm -hmm. we should be doing better than they're doing. Yeah. Like, that's... Because of our beliefs on marriage. Yeah, because of our beliefs. Like, that's... we, Because of our beliefs on marriage, we should have a higher standard. Like, Mm -hmm. we just should. Um, I didn't want to make that sound like we're better than them. That's not what I was trying to say. (laughs) But... No. um, Our standard is at a certain level, and theirs is not. So... Mm -hmm.
2: um, Looking at it from, like, um, a legal perspective versus, like what christians believe about marriage is what you're saying right
1: we have us christians have a standard that Mm -hmm. you should get married and you should stay married Mm -hmm. that standard isn't really around outside of the church in many areas it's not as frowned upon to sleep around it's very Mm -hmm. accepted it's not as frowned upon to get divorced it's it's not as big of a deal it's and that's fine Mm -hmm. that's their standard right um but if we're going to set this higher standard then we should Mm -hmm. do it
0: yeah exactly (laughs) practice what you preach
1: so I guess all this is is what I'm just trying to say is just like releasing some of that guilt and shame because I carried that around with me for years, Mm -hmm. um, seven or eight years, and I have Crohn's disease. I was diagnosed briefly after that girl Mm -hmm. broke up with me um, and I think that kind of was a trigger to it. I'm not blaming her at all, um, but that kind of triggered something that was already there. Uh, And that guilt and shame kept me sick for seven years mm. it wasn't until i started to move past that a little bit that i started to get slightly healthier and the more i let go of that stuff the more i get let go of the guilt and shame the more the better i feel mm-hmm. um and i think that's also a, just a lost concept this is not really dating but it's just a lost concept of of how we view forgiveness mm. if you do something wrong and you uh know what's wrong and you feel bad about it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you say oh I'm sorry God that was stupid uh, please forgive me then you don't have to feel guilty about it anymore and it can be instantaneous mm-hmm. and we at least I have didn't do that yeah. for so oh, long I would say God I'm it. so sorry that was stupid mm-hmm. I help me not do it again and then the next week I would still be like oh I'm such a did that Mm -hmm. gosh that's not how it should be like we're forgiven instant we're already forgiven like we're forgiven instantaneously what is this whole conversation about like so and i feel like if you if you don't feel guilty about some of these things we talked about, about sex or something like that, then there's something wrong with you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, you're forgiven, but you should definitely feel guilty. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, oh, you really messed up, that's so you I... should really feel guilty. <laughs> like, if you sort of messed up, then it's okay. you should going be forgiven fast. Yeah. But if you really messed up, like if you kill somebody, then you should really, <laughs> really feel guilty for a long time. Okay, that was a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I get what
0: you're saying, though.
2: And I think that's such a good point because... Um, I think conviction is from God mm-hmm. and that's as far as like feeling like, Oh, I need to ask for forgiveness for this. Like you were saying, but guilt and shame, I don't think are from God. I think that's mm-hmm. from right. the enemy that's trying to convince us that we don't deserve grace, which we don't, are. but we're given it. Yeah. And I've had that conversation so many times. And I think in particular, there's a lot of guilt and shame surrounding people and their views on sex and how they engage with that. And I think going back to what we've been talking about, that it's, disproportionately placed in the church sometimes of how it's spoken to. And with that comes a lot of guilt and shame culture around it. And I just so firmly believe that that's not from God. Like guilt and shame mm-hmm. are not from mm-hmm. God. So I think that's such a great point you bring up. There's are mm-hmm.
1: shareable emotions for you. Like I really, I think God is very logical. Mm-hmm. So I always hated the answer as a kid. Like, oh, why shouldn't I do this? Because the Bible says so. I hated that. I just <laughs> hated it. Like give me a reason. If God created us. He's very, very smart, obviously. Mm-hmm. There should be a good reason and there's there there is in everything he says there's a good reason you never just have to say oh just because the bible says so so and i I think when you get to that point it's like oh well i shouldn't get drunk because i behave like an idiot and Mm -hmm. i do dumb stuff and Mm -hmm. it's terrible for me and it's so much easier to just be like oh well i got drunk that was stupid instead of looking at it as like oh i was just sinned terribly oh my goodness Uh, mm -hmm. and just being like well that was dumb i'm sorry god please forgive me and yeah. moving on with your life and not doing it anymore exactly. you know what I mean yep.
2: right yep. not I, doing it again exactly I think that forgiveness is instantaneous like you said and it's not transactional where it's like okay now I need to go make up for that because right. we never mm-hmm. can we can never yeah. um, and obviously if God's convicting us then he's also it changes your heart where you want to do good things for God but it's not that transaction of like I have to make up for this that I did because mm-hmm. we never can yeah. Nate is just coming on and preaching sorry no No, here for it don't apologize So, before we wrap, we will, A, want to shout out that Nate is going to be doing a podcast.
1: Oh, yes. Now the pressure's on. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I have Crohn's disease. So, I'm going to be doing a podcast on um, just getting healthy, basically, with whatever you might have. I've had Crohn's disease for 12 years. I've gotten over that. Um, I've dealt with depression and anxiety. Pretty much gotten over that. Um, So, just applying the principles of health that are universal, really, that God put there um, to help you get over whatever it is you're yeah. dealing with. And I'm not saying it's going to be an instantaneous cure, but there, there are just free. there's so many free things that we're just not talking about very mm-hmm. much. And people that are, I mean, I've been obsessed with coaching and fitness and all this stuff mm-hmm. for seven years, and I'm just unpacking some of these things, so I'm trying to kind of distill that down and just bring it to people on an easy accessible way uh, just short short episodes that people are like oh yeah I can do that I can do a morning routine or I can mm-hmm. do this or I can do that that will radically change your life just just radically like radically change your mm-hmm. life um so that's my goal with the podcast that's I my love little pitch. It. Uh, I'm not definitely to gonna on.
0: listen.
2: I'm definitely listening. We were literally just, like, probably making Nate uncomfortable because we're, like, Midwestern moms over here when he first got here. We're like, Nate is just, you're just such an encouragement and truly an inspiration. And that word gets, like, you know, just thrown around. But, like, Nate is inspirational. Like, his whole story, like, a lot of people with Crohn's disease get put on medication. And he was able Mm -hmm. to get off medication just with these Mm -hmm. things he's talking about. um, But the discipline to do them and... Makes other people better around him, like literally, yes. he'll do workouts for us when we hang out, and they're the best workouts ever. A, and B, I know I can do them because Nate tells me I can. Because no. other times I'd be like, "There's no way." Yeah. I just the audio. <laughs> um, but just in general, I think that attitude and that perspective is what mm-hmm. really can create results. And yes. I think having that guide in that perspective is so valuable. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this podcast. Yeah.
1: Same. If you guys ever need a pep talk, just just try and get on church boy chat. <laughs> they will pep talk you beforehand. <laughs> It'll, be It'll, be It'll be great. It'll be really good, and then we can do a workout after. There you go. It's gonna be it's gonna super be pep. Fat.
2: <laughs> um, we like to ask people to in their enneagram. We've actually talked with Nate, and he's not a very big believer in the enneagram, which we respect. <laughs> but also, Jonas kind of did it last time in the Harry Potter house, yeah. and now I'm kind of on that kick. Do you know your Harry Potter house? Slytherin. Yes. Yeah. Slytherin,
0: join me. <laughs> Hufflepuff. No, we love Hufflepuffs. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, this is such a great conversation. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me and Thank for the pep you. talk beforehand. Yeah. Appreciate it. Of
0: course, if you
1: ever need one,
0: we're here or at your place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True. He has, <laughs> he has a six pack. It's popping.
2: I just want listeners to know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I better not gain weight in, like, <laughs> the next year. <laughs> the pressure's on, man. I'm going to start this podcast. have to post a picture. <laughs> I'm going to Oregon. Shoot. I'm going to be eating Jonas's mom's cooking. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm, it's doomed. Okay. I'm doomed.
2: Usually we do a graphic for um, when we release the podcast episodes, mm-hmm. but we're just going to do, like, a picture a of your ass. Oh,
1: no. That's terrible. <laughs>
0: i just kidding
1: I mean yes please <laughs> there was a there was a speaker I went to see once and I loved him because every time people clapped mm-hmm. he would and he would make the the hand motion you can't see but the hand motion like come to mm-hmm. me come to me with both of his hands
0: mm-hmm.
1: while saying stop it yes please stop it stop it, stop it. Just, yeah. just stop it stop it and he'd do <laughs> it for like good. a minute and I was like I, I love that I love, <laughs> I love good. it oh. well thank you so much
2: yeah. yes woohoo